controversy over Israeli scientists' claims of secret U.S. alien agreements and Galactic Federation. On December 4, Professor Haim Ishad generated worldwide headlines when in an interview published by the Israeli national newspaper Yedioth Aharonot, he revealed the existence of a secret U.S. agreement with extraterrestrials the existence of a joint U.S. alien base on Mars and a galactic federation monitoring human affairs. Reactions to the professor's startling revelations varied from those taking the comments as a major breakthrough on disclosure of extraterrestrial life to many claiming he either had lost his mind or his words were distorted during the translation process. It's important to point out that Eshed gave the interview to promote his recent book published in Hebrew titled The Universe Beyond, The Horizon Conversations with Professor Haim Ishad. This is where one controversy arises, since he appeared to say much more in his interview than what he told in his book. Here's the crux of what the professor had to say according to an extract of the interview translated into English that was published by the Jewish press on December 5, which set off the worldwide controversy. Quote, The UFOs have asked not to publish that they are here. Humanity is not ready yet. Trump was on the verge of revealing, but the aliens in the Galactic Federation are saying, wait, let people calm down first. They don't want to start mass hysteria. They want to first make us sane and understanding. They have been waiting for humanity to evolve and reach a stage where we will generally understand what space and spaceships are. There's an agreement between the US government and the aliens. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. They too are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe and they want us as helpers. There's an underground base in the depths of Mars where their representatives are and also our American astronauts. End quote. Anticipating that some would conclude that he had lost his mind in making such comments, the professor, who is also a former Brigadier General in the Israeli Defense Force, the IDF, added for good measure, quote, If I had come up with what I'm saying today, five years ago, I would have been hospitalized. Wherever I've gone with this in academia, They've said the man has lost his mind. Today, they're already talking differently. I have nothing to lose. I've received my degrees and awards. I'm respected in universities abroad, where the trend is also changing. End quote. Support for Professor Eshed's continued sanity comes from former colleagues such as the current head of the Israel Space Agency, Dr. Isaac Ben Israel, also a former IDF general who says that Eshed has, quote, been talking about aliens for decades and it never compromised his academic integrity, end quote. Ben Israel's admission is vitally important since it shows that Eshed's beliefs about alleged alien contacts and joint agreements with the US have evolved over decades during much of his professional life and not a post-career flight of fancy as contended by some. Other former colleagues, such as Dr. Dan Blumberg, the current head of the Earth and Planetary Image Facility at Ben Gurion University, 
says that the extraterrestrial topic is an important one that Eshed is more than qualified to cover it authoritatively. Other former colleagues, such as Dr. Dan Blumberg, the current head of the Earth and Planetary Image Facility at Ben Gurion University, says that the extraterrestrial topic is an important one that Eshed is more than qualified to cover authoritatively, but not as appears in the original Yedioth article. Quote, I know Haim Eshed well and have enormous respect for him. It's a viable and legitimate discussion, but it has been taken to a completely bizarre place by the article. Blumberg's position is similar to many in that Eshed's views were either mistranslated or embellished in the original December 4 article. But were they? What's important to keep in mind in finding an answer is that the Yedioth Aharonot interview follows the traditional question and answer format interspersed with the interviewer's commentary. The commentary sections involve the interviewer applying Eshed's views to contemporary developments which might raise the possibility of mistranslation or embellishment. However, these commentaries are followed by the professor's own words in answering a succession of questions about UFOs, extraterrestrial life and secret agreements, all done in the Hebrew language. I did a Google translate of the Yedioth interview into English and found Eshed's responses to questions where he addressed the issues of US alien agreements, a US base on Mars and a Galactic Federation monitoring human events. I was able to confirm that his responses through Google Translate closely matched what was written in the Jewish press story and other Israeli news outlets such as the Jerusalem Post and the Times of Israel in their English language articles. While I'm not proficient in the Hebrew language, nor does Google Translate do justice to what Eshed is saying, there is nevertheless consistency in the quotes attributed to him by these three independent Israeli news sources with the translation of the professor's own words by Google Translate. Each Israeli source discussed the radical implications of what was said rather than raise problems of embellishment or translation. Clearly, the writers for each Israeli source read the original Yedioth interview to get the gist of what Eshed was saying in his own words. What was subsequently published in Israeli news sources are therefore accurate translations of what Professor Eshed actually said rather than embellishments or distortions as suggested by leading UFO researchers such as Britain's Nick Pope. He told NBC News, quote, Either this is some sort of practical joke or publicity stunt to help sell his book, perhaps with something having been lost in translation, or someone in the know is breaking ranks. End quote. Having eliminated translation or embellishment problems, then is Eshed breaking ranks and revealing long-held secrets, as Pope suggests. For an answer, we need to consider Eshed's background, as revealed by WikiLeaks and other sources. In 1969, Eshed was sent to the US by the Israeli Defense Forces Intelligence Division to gain a PhD in aeronautical engineering. Upon his return, he headed the IDF's Research and Development Department in the Intelligence Corps. By 1979, as a lieutenant colonel in the IDF, 
who began to work on a detailed proposal for the establishment of a satellite program that could be used for space reconnaissance of the Middle East. In 1981, Eshed retired from active military service and became a full-time professor at the Israel Institute of Technology, also known as Technion, Israel's oldest and top-ranked university. He subsequently played key roles in founding and leading the Israel Space Agency in 1983 and the Technion's Asher Space Research Institute in 1984. Eshed managed Israel's satellite projects, including its highly classified spy satellites responsible for monitoring the Middle East region for possible national security threats such as Iran's secret construction of nuclear weapons facilities. There are two phases during his military and civilian career that Eshed would have acquired access to information concerning extraterrestrial life and technology. The first phase involved his military service with the IDF, where Eshed worked with Unit 81, the secret technology unit of the Israeli Military Intelligence Directorate. It is the Israeli equivalent of the Pentagon's Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency and the CIA's Directorate of Science and Technology. It's highly likely that Eshed, at some point during U.S.-Israeli collaborations on breakthrough technologies, would have learned about multiple highly classified DARPA-slash-CIA programs conducted during the 1970s. One of these very likely included a joint U.S. extraterrestrial base on Mars reported by various insiders associated with the Montauk project from 1971 to 1983. Decades later, Laura Eisenhower, the great-granddaughter of President Eisenhower, says that she was subjected to a recruitment effort for a secret U.S. base on Mars, but declined despite great pressure exerted on her. Consequently, it is likely that it is through joint U.S.-Israeli collaboration on breakthrough technologies while he was associated with Unit 81 during his military service that Eshed first learned about a secret U.S. base on Mars and extraterrestrial agreements. During his subsequent civilian career from 1981 to 2010, Eshed no doubt continued to work closely with his peers from DARPA and the CIA on breakthrough technologies while he focused on space surveillance technologies for the IDF. Up to his retirement in October 2010, Professor Eshed had been responsible for the launch of 20 Israeli satellites during his nearly 30-year career at the Space Research Institute and the Israel Space Agency. During his command of Israel's spy satellite program, he now worked closely with US peers from the National Reconnaissance Office, which runs spy satellites, and is jointly run by the Pentagon and the CIA. It's during joint intelligence sharing between the NRO, CIA, and the Pentagon's National Security Agency, the NSA, with the IDF, Israel Space Agency, and the Space Research Institute that Eshed presumably learned a lot more about highly classified US programs concerning UFOs and extraterrestrial life that he first learned about while working for Unit 81. According to Dan Sherman, a 12-year veteran with the US Air Force from 1982 to 1994, the NSA ran an electronic communications program, 
called Project Preserved Destiny with extraterrestrials that relay details about abducted humans that return to their pickup locations unharmed and with memories wiped. Sherman's testimony matches what Professor Eshed and others have said about US extraterrestrial agreements and genetic experiments. As for Eshed's revelations about a galactic federation monitoring human affairs and deciding that humanity is not yet ready for open contact, this is clearly a highly controversial claim. There have been many claims of an extraterrestrial federation, confederation or alliance monitoring human affairs and regulating multiple alien visitors' activities to our world. The earliest reference goes back to 1952 when the famed contactee George Van Tassel claimed to be in communications with the Ashtar Command, which was deemed to be part of a wider galactic federation that requested the US abandon research into thermonuclear weapons. The Galactic Federation slash Ashtar Command was involved in a failed diplomatic outreach that occurred on February 20, 1954, when President Eisenhower met with its representatives at Edwards Air Force Base to discuss thermonuclear weapons testing. The extraterrestrial representatives further warned Eisenhower about unscrupulous alien groups that would soon make contact to make deals. There has been, over the subsequent decades, a steady succession of contactees, insiders and channelers that have spoken or written about a galactic federation regulating human affairs. Eshad's reference to the galactic federation adds credence to the legitimacy of such claims. Indeed, the subject of galactic diplomacy, which is the title of my 2013 book, has been given a healthy shot of credibility. In a December 10 interview published on YouTube, I spoke with Corey Good, a secret space program insider, about Professor Eshed's claims concerning a galactic federation. Good elaborated upon different federations that he was aware of or that he had interacted with during his secret space program service and off-world planet contact experiences. As for the claim that the Galactic Federation asserts humanity is not yet ready for open contact due to our lack of technological development, there are a few ways to interpret this. One may be that our overall technological level of development needs to be closer to a Type 1 status civilization according to the Kardashev scale. This is where the majority of humanity's energy needs to come from planet-wide energy generating systems. This would require humanity moving away from non-renewable fossil fuel sources to electromagnetic or other planet-wide energy systems. Another interpretation is that the current global situation by which advanced technology is controlled by the deep state and withheld from the rest of humanity needs to be dealt with before open contact can occur. In other words, the power of the deep state needs to be removed or significantly curtailed before humanity is ready for contact. After all, why would a benign galactic federation want to admit a planetary member that is schizophrenic and corrupted by a hidden deep state that contemptuously manipulates the rest of humanity? In conclusion, Professor Eshad's revelations have brought to the mainstream media's attention 
information drawn from highly classified extraterrestrial-related projects that have been earlier revealed by many brave insiders, witnesses and contactees who were widely ridiculed and debunked for their disclosure efforts. It's hard to debunk someone with Professor Eshed's background and stature when he raises such controversial topics. While there may be controversy over Eshed's startling comments, this is not due to erroneous translations, embellishments, or him losing his mind. Instead, humanity is being told to wake up to the truths about extraterrestrial life and secret agreements with the visitors that have been ignored and widely ridiculed for decades. Many scientists, academics, and space professionals are in deep denial that they could have been fooled about such monumental issues during their distinguished careers. Professor Eshed's revelations are a big wake-up call. He is asking if we personally and collectively are ready for open contact with extraterrestrial life and the Galactic Federation. This has been Dr. Michael Sala with Exopolitics Today. Thank you for subscribing to my podcast. Aloha.